Well, let us uh, hear now uh, from the Word of God, which we always need to be putting ourselves into prayerfully and intentionally each and every day as believers. So this is a selection of Scripture that I'm going to come back to uh, in just a moment, but it speaks a, a powerful, relevant word for all of us. So Matthew 17, 5, and let us offer these words responsibly together unto the glory of God. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed, overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Amen and amen. Church, let's go to the Lord in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, the, the word from your word this day that literally just rolls off these holy pages onto our hearts is the word, hear him, the word, listen. Heavenly Father, it, it's so very easy, Lord, to fill our lives with noise, and that's all that it is. Noise, Lord, that crowds the head space, it can crowd the heart space, it can even crowd the space in our very souls, Lord. And if we're not careful, Lord, that noise, it becomes a complete distraction, Lord, moving us away from the body, moving us away from your word and from your very presence. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I, I just pray, Lord, into that noise, Lord, that our listening, Lord, is always firstly from you. Lord, from your word, from uh, as the choir has just gifted us, Lord, from uh, the word of God is always speaking, Lord. And it has a message for us uh, today, yesterday, and into the many tomorrows. Lord, the word of God, Lord, it is speaking. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that in these days of Lent that we can be uh, intentional now more than ever about listening, listening to your voice, Lord, listening for the Holy Spirit, listening to the very voice of Jesus Christ. It's not there. It, it, is, it is here, Lord. It's not out there somewhere. It is right before us in the Gospels. It's right there before us. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we are listening, not just with our ears, which is always a good thing, but also opening up our hearts, Lord, so that we, Lord, can listen, Lord, from the very depths of our heart. Because what you have to say to us, Lord, it is absolutely life-changing, Lord. It can absolutely and completely save us from the old self, from sin, from transgression, Lord, whatever it may be, Lord, I pray, Lord, that we are listening and listening to you first. If, 
by chance. We need to cast out the noise that is bringing us down, that is keeping us spiritually stagnant. Then let us be bold. Let us be courageous and cast that noise out, Lord. For the devil himself is always whispering into our ears. And that too is noise. So let us keep the first thing first, and that is Jesus and his word, listening and absorbing and living always for you. Lord, we have a prayer that is a model prayer, and that is a prayer that we can listen to and put our eyes to and apply to the to daily life. And we lift this prayer up to your glory. It's the Lord's Prayer. And church, if you would, as we say these words, let us also listen to their meaning and how we can apply them to life. If you would, please join me now in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen and amen. So church, I am turning now to uh, the first gospel uh, in the New Testament, the gospel uh, of Matthew. Uh, this uh, text was uh, written for mainly a, a Jewish audience uh, and centered on the life, the ministry, uh, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, there is a, a text here that uh, is of a great significance. It's about Jesus being transfigured uh, on the mount. So if you would, if you are able this morning, I'm going to ask that you please stand out of respect for the good news of Jesus Christ. Hear now these words about our Savior being transfigured. Matthew 17, 1 through 9. Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elisha appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, and said, Arise, and do not be afraid. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Now as they came down from the mountain, 
Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. Church, this is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen, and you may be seated. So church, as we are moving right along in our Lenten season this uh, day and the days that are uh, ahead of us this day, I I, I thought that we would spend some time uh, looking at several very important scriptures that uh, can be put right in front of us that we can give our spiritual attention to that I think will uh, be very intentional about uh, us looking at uh, these texts and saying, look, how, how can these very things uh, apply uh, to life? How can they apply to me? How, how, if I am struggling with these things, can I have the Word of God in my life helping and ministering me through these things? So last week, we spoke about uh, temptation, Jesus being in the desert and the the, the devil himself tempting him. Uh, this day I want to speak uh, about, uh, uh, about noise, uh, about listening uh, to God and about how the importance of silence can in fact be a spiritual blessing uh, for all of us. So I want to begin just with this simple question, okay? This simple question that can speak to every one of us and it's just for us to uh, give some consideration to, uh, to come back to this scripture and to unpack further uh, in in some time that you may have this day or in the following week. And, And it's simply this, okay? Give this some serious thought. How much time, church, do you spend in silence? It got silent all of a sudden. Did you hear that? got real silent. How much time do you spend in silence? Think about that for a minute. Think about that. And, and then I, w- I want to share just a, just a moment about, uh, about me. Uh, I, uh, I do not spend enough uh, time in silence. I, I, I don't. I don't. There, there is not really enough time uh, in my day uh, and in my life uh, in silence. There should be, of course, uh, but there's, there's not. I, 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 don't, uh, I, I don't get a lot of time in silence. I, I don't have a lot of time that I spend uh, in silence. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty noisy. As a matter of fact, it is noisy uh, at the house. Uh, very, very noisy with, uh, with, uh, with, with four children. So th- there's, not a, there's not a lot of time that Emily and I uh, have uh, to share uh, together uh, individually in, uh, in, in silence. But, but here's the thing. You, you, you know, you, you, make, you make lemonade out of lemons, right? Uh, and and, and I, I have come to uh, enjoy in a lot of ways the, the noise, okay? But I also, I also realize, too, okay, that I need 
that silence for, for multiple reasons, for spiritual reasons too. I, I find that, uh, that often uh, if there is silence in the house or silence uh, in the car, what, what, what do you think I automatically do? And, and, and you may do it too. I, I, I go to the radio, right, and I turn it on, right? But, but I, don't, I don't turn it on at a minimal level. For whatever reason, I turn it loud, right? So loud that oftentimes I forget to turn it down before I leave the car and I get back in the car and it blares, right, and I jump up and it, wow, right? That, that is loud noise. Or at home, okay, when I'm by myself, the wife and the kids are elsewhere. It's silent for a moment, but I've got a tendency then to go to my phone, right, and turn music on or turn the TV on just for the background noise. Do you do that too? Okay. Often I'm wired in this way to have noise around me, but I know I know that silence is important. So that's me, okay? So one day, I get into the wife's van and crank it up, leave the driveway, and I notice something is out of the norm. You know what it was? She didn't have the radio on, and it was complete silence. So immediately my brain is thinking, you got to turn that radio on. You got to get some noise going in this minivan, right? It's, it's bizarre. It, it, it's out of the norm. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. Let me immediately fill this vehicle with noise. So that's what I did. Immediately, I turned the radio on. But a couple of minutes later, driving down the road, I realized, you know what? You know what? Maybe this silence is teaching me something here, that I need more of it. Time to just think, time to pray, time to just process my thoughts. So I turned it off, the noise the radio, and it took some getting used to, right? Like anything new often does. But it gave me extra moments of silence just to clear my mind, just to ease my anxious thoughts, and it was a blessing. Silence, church. Listen to this. This is what research has shared with us about silence. Silence helps you to concentrate. So I have lived to try now to concentrate with a lot of noise, okay? And that's my life, and that might be your life too. But research, the people who spend time and resources studying this stuff says that silence actually helps you to concentrate try it. Silence provides a sense of calm, research says. If you haven't tried that, try it. Silence gives you, here's a big one, more patience. 
Have you tried just moments entering into that space of silence and praying, spending that time with God and asking, Lord, I need more patience. It's harder to do, you see, when noise is around you, when noise is filling your ear and your head space. This is a big one here. Silence helps to enhance one's ability to listen as well. Now, hold on to that, and let me go back to the scriptures here. Listen to this. This is Matthew, James, and John on the mountaintop, okay? And the Lord himself speaks. This is powerful stuff, church. Let me go to verse 5. Watch this. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud. This is God himself saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Hear him. Other translations say, listen to him. Church, when was the last time in complete and utter silence you spent in prayer, in communion, just being one with God, just simply listening so that you could hear him. If I'm being honest, not enough. Not enough time in silence. I'm trying to listen to God, to listen to Jesus with noise around me. And the research, and more importantly, the Word of God says, hey, you need to listen. And the brain, the soul, the heart says, hey, look, in order to listen and to listen in an abundant kind of way, we need to enter that space of silence. Look, there is absolutely nothing wrong, church, with noise, okay? Noise being the radio, noise being background noise, nothing wrong with noise itself. But let me add this. There's a however here, okay? There's a but to this, okay? And it's simply this. Noise becomes a problem when it becomes the first and main thing in your life. Because when that noise begins to be more favorable, when that noise becomes the first thing above the Almighty God Himself, when it takes precedence over your commitment and relationship to Jesus Christ, that is when it becomes a problem. That is when it can become spiritually damaging for your very soul. Because you and I both know that with social media, with the capabilities that we have just on our phones, there's noise coming at us every day. And not all of that noise is good noise, is positive noise, is gospel-saving noise. 
And noise, like anything good, can also have bad tendencies. And it can begin, this noise, to corrupt our minds, to corrupt our heart, to corrupt our very souls. So when noise takes front seat, when noise becomes your first love, that's problematic, church. That's problematic. Know that. Remember that. Embrace that. Church, God, Jesus Christ, and his word should always be first. That should always be lifted up and be number one, not the noise. So what about this stuff called silence? Listen to this, and I'll say it twice. This is very important. Church, silence, you see, silence is the very best place to listen to the voice of God and Jesus Christ. Did you hear that? Let me say it again, okay? Silence is the very best place to listen to the voice of God and Jesus Christ. Silence. If that's new to you, if that's foreign to you, if you might be scared of that, because you know that if you enter that time of silence, whether it be in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, and you know that if you're really, really in a place, in a moment of silence, and you might be afraid that God in that moment of silence might share something with you, might speak to you that you don't want to hear. Think about that. That might be a challenge. That might, in fact, be a growing moment for your life. Embrace it. You see, embrace that silence. Well, you might say, well, wait a minute. When, when would I ever have time for silence? Listen to me, okay? Silent time with God so that you can be intentional about listening to him is absolutely important, should absolutely be the first thing or the last thing of your day. Or if you have that time that you can carve out in the middle of your day, it's absolutely critical, you see, that we have this silent time with God so that we can always be listening. It's hard to do. It's very difficult to do. It's a challenge to do if there's always noise around us trying to listen to the Savior. So I want you and I want to challenge you to enter the silence. Enter the silence and listen, okay? I want you to say it with me here. Listen. Let's say it together. Listen. Let's say it again. Listen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, listening to you, listening to your voice should be number one in the believer's life. 
Lord, because you, Lord, have a lot to say. You have a lot to say through your Son, Jesus Christ. And we can effectively listen when we have noise all around us, noise that can distract us, noise that can pollute us, Satan's noise that can infect our thinking and our living. Lord, we need you and you alone, and we can most positively and effectively do that, Lord, by entering that silence and listening, not just with our spirit ears, but also, Lord, with our hearts. Come, Lord, we are hungry for you. God the Father said in himself, listen to this man, Jesus Christ. He is my son, and he is and will always be the Savior of the world. It's worth the listen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.